is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. So, JJ Wang, we are in the wait and see kind of month. Everybody's going to talk about rookies, where they're going to land, and in less than in less than a month, it's not going to matter. They're all going to have a team. All these guys that we thought were great, they're going to be stuck behind like Brees Hall. Oh, that was a great running back. Oh, he's the backup to Brees Hall. Done. And and we're going to be sad, happy, and but we'll have some answers. Does that excite yeah, you? But, Make you a little sad. But even though he's stuck behind Brees Hall, I mean, he's still going to be on your team because look what happened <laughs> to Brees Hall last year. Then you're going to be so yeah. happy you drafted him. You're like, yeah, I knew it. Like, I knew this guy was going to be great when he got his opportunity. Like He just needed the opportunity. Yeah, I heard it. I listened to what we were talking before the show. We were listening to a bunch of podcasts recently. I said, I finally got some time because a lot of drive to the beach. And I'm learning more about the rookies. And the best thing I heard all week uh, was Jason from the footballer said, you know, there's 10 guys I really like right now. In about a month, that'll be five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, but I mean, honestly, I've only been doing fantasy for a few years. But like every draft that I've gone into, I mean, there's always been like, 10 guys that you know i'm happy to come out with i mean i oh there's always guys i, I want sometimes I'm, a lot yeah. of times i'm wrong late in the draft especially oh yeah i mean i'm wrong on probably eight out of eight out of ten of them but at one i, I still like them though still, they're still my guys yeah that, um i was having a disagreement with my brother-in-law he's like trading away trying to get picks for this year and that and you know, we talked about the philosophy of do you want draft or picks he's like well next year is going to be the greatest draft and i was thinking about what we talked about you know this year was the greatest draft i think the only consensus year was last year and everybody's like this isn't that great of a draft unless you want some good receivers but but, uh, but honestly it turned out to be a pretty good draft the only reason last year wasn't a good draft was because of the lack of quarterbacks if there would have been like two good quarterbacks, last year's draft class would have been completely different. Completely different because there were some good receivers, obviously. There were some decent running backs. Um, so some tight ends, I mean, who knows? But overall, I mean, Brees Hall, Kenny Walker, um, James Cook, I mean, there were some decent running backs, but like I said, just no quarterbacks. But yeah, that was the consistent bad year. But every other year is just the greatest, greatest year ever. And I've kind of found myself veering away from so many draft picks and just sticking to my hey, first round, second round, third round, and just hey, getting players that are proven, actually. So you don't want to, you're not trading everything to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year? I could probably be, be talked into it by then. <laughs> <I do. but laughs> He's the closest thing in a while since like Chase, like, I might I mean, be talking like to him. It, it'll be tough. It's every year. I mean, a guy like that comes... But, like, the next year he doesn't have as dominant a year as we expect. And then we're like, oh, mm -hmm. what happened? So then it's somebody else that takes over. So who knows? Yeah, that's been my argument. The Probably the biggest news of the week comes from Chris Mortensen. We're all sitting here talking, you know, C.J. Stroud straight to the Carolina Panthers. Mort's saying it's been it's been um, Bryce Young the entire time. Does say – because, I mean, I, every draft I'm doing, I'm assuming Stroud is a Panther. Does it affect your thoughts on either of those guys if one goes to Carolina with Reich and those more proven weapons, nothing stellar, or one goes to Houston with meh, but I mean, a good I coach think, and a growing team? I think Houston's team is probably better than Carolina's team, I would think. I mean, they're both pretty – I mean, they're both – neither one of them are really that good. But Frank Reich – I mean, he's pretty sketchy coaching at this 
at this point. I mean, at least Ryan's this is his first year, but I'd be happier with, you know, wherever Bryce Young, you know, doesn't go. That's kind of where I'm going to go as my first pick. I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge Bryce Young fan. I mean, you could, I don't know. Just, you can just make good arguments for us. The more and more I watch and listen and read, and he's, he's, he's might be becoming my favorite. Maybe I mean, he's okay. because I'm a, I'm a small stature. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be great. I mean, but he may have could be good. Who knows? But yeah, five ten quarterbacks compared to six four quarterbacks, I feel like six four quarterbacks are more often paying out than five ten quarterbacks. Yeah, or summer. Yeah. I don't care how good of a thrower you are. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, let's see. We'll, we'll see. But I like I hope he I hope he succeeds. And like I would draft Bryce Young, don't get me wrong, if I'm at that third pick and Bryce Young happens to still be there. Probably going to take him just for a value purpose. So, I mean, I could still have Bryce Young on my team. And then when he is on my team, guess what? You're happy he's picking uh, my I have to switch my stances. And then I guess I'll have to talk myself into being a fan of Bryce Young. Yeah. He's growing on me. I think he'll be he'll be one of our guys we could probably argue back and forth for the offseason until there's real football. So, being as this week was, we're recording on Easter, so it's Easter week, and during Easter week, kids like to go on Easter egg hunts and get little Easter eggs with yummy candy. We're going to make this whole theme, what's inside that egg? JJ Wang, if you had one Easter candy that was the only candy you had, I know you're not a super giant candy guy. Oh, uh, you got me all wrong, dude. Am I backwards? I thought you were the health oh, nut. You try to tell I me you're all healthy. I, I am a health nut, but I like candy. <laughs> okay, well then you're a super crazy candy guy. It's it's my um what would be that Easter candy that's like your top seed? It's well I think as far as like if I want if I open up a Easter egg, I wanna see like some sort of a Reese cup in there. Like I don't care what kind of I don't care if it's the Reese cup egg. It could be the Reese cup Christmas tree on Easter. I really don't care. It could be like the little mini Reese's. I mean, that really doesn't really bother me. But as long as it's some kind of a Reese's at some point. But also realize that I eat more uh, peanut M and M's than I do anything. Probably really. Oh, I eat so many peanut M and M's. I could sit down and eat one of like those family size peanut M and M bags. Just, I mean, just probably just to have it done and you know in no time but but so i mean i but at the end of the day, i would probably say if i was opening up an easter egg i would rather have a Reese cup in there a Reese, yeah Reese's those on easter they only come out i love Reese pieces but they have these yeah. Reese pc eggs they're almost like an m&m but with Reese pc flavored peanut butter inside they come in a little carton and every night, like they're like a Robin Eggs kind of carton. And every now and then you can get them in a bag. My wife will like stockpile them like tomorrow, like Monday. So tomorrow after we record is when everything's half off and I'll end up oh, getting yeah. them for like my birthday, for our anniversary. I get reasons. But those, <laughs> those are my number one jam. On the inverse, what is your least favorite? So we're basically, we like that peanut butter stuff. So I mean, good thing our kids aren't allergic. We're lucky guys. On the, what is your least, like if you could throw up Easter candy out, what would be the grossest thing? Well, it, anything fruity. I'm not a I'm not a fruity candy guy. I like chocolate. I like chocolate candy. I'm so anything fruity, like whatever. I don't know, it, like anything like sour gummies, anything like that. I don't like anything fruity, so I would throw all that fruity nonsense out. I'm getting even more like I notice the older the older I get, that sour stuff just makes me kind of like don't, don't like the sour stuff either. Yeah. 
Remember being a kid and eating a warhead? It was the greatest thing on earth. I loved warheads as a kid. Now I'm like, no, I don't want to have that. Those Brock's jelly beans are the most terrible. They're the ones that like everybody's grandma had and they taste terrible. That they're they are my least favorite Easter candy. I think my kids like them, but they're the ones you just see. And I look at them like I cannot eat that candy, and I'm totally fine. I mean, I can eat some jelly beans on Easter, but I'm not going to eat jelly beans at any other point in the year. But I mean, I'll take a handful of jelly beans and down them and be like, okay, I have I've had my fill, my fill of a jelly bean. What's those course? Starburst jelly beans. Those are money. The Starbursts are okay, but like I said, it's just too. I like the, the fruity. Stuff just feels too sugary. I know there's the same amount of sugar in all of it. <laughs> totally understand. Don't get me wrong, but it just seems so sugary and so much worse for me than like I don't know my recent cousins. So here's the game we're gonna play. We're each gonna name a couple players, and we're gonna say if you open the egg, what kind of candy would that player be, and why? How would they compare? Basically, we're going to look at everything sort of from a dynasty perspective today because it is the offseason. So everything is pretty much dynasty. Once we get closer to the regular season, it links together more. But right now, we're just thinking dynasty future long term when we're looking at that candy. We're going to throw out some guys. Today, we're going to focus on the NFC. We'll do something similar, not Easter eggs next week. We'll probably, we might just get forget what we were doing and just go straight through AFC players next week. And I won't try to be cute. We'll see what we do. But it'll be cool to put eggs on our logo. You'll probably see. But let's throw out some players. We'll stop talking about candy. We're already a handful of minutes in. I'm sure people are getting a little hungry. Um, Walmart, thank you're welcome. You can get some. It looks like you're Reese. Actually, Reese owes us a lot because we just got Reese a whole bunch of sales. Both of our listeners are going to be super excited and gotten by Reese cups. And we we always have Reese trees at at Easter, Reese eggs at Halloween, and Reese pumpkins at Christmas because I'll get them a week later when they're all like super oh, cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And those things have gotten expensive. Anyway. Everything, everything has been. Who's, who's your first guy? Who do you got in the NFC that you want to say what's in that egg? So this is, I'm, I'm kind of stretching here, but so I listen to a lot of the local talk show radio. Of course, we're in a DC area, so we listen to a lot of the commanders and I'm going to go with Sam Howe here. It just seems Ooh. more and more confident, not confident, but more and more likely that He's looking like he's going to be the starting quarterback, or at least get that opportunity to be that starting quarterback. Um, and it's funny because Sam Howe's kind of got like a Will Levis trajectory as far as college goes. He had like that great, I think yeah. it was his great sophomore season. And he was like, oh, when this guy comes out next year, he's going to be like a top three pick. So everybody was crazy for Sam Howe. And he had an average, it wasn't a great junior season, but he had an average junior season. The team you know, played for North Carolina. Um, rushing yards came down a little bit, but it, he managed to fall to all the way to the fifth round. So I don't really see a difference between why, how Will Levis gets a pass still going in the top five and Sam Howe falling all the way to the fifth round. So I think there might be something in that egg there. And if you get it early, you can still get it kind of cheap if you want to buy in. But I think, you know, you probably don't have to pay a lot right now unless you're dealing with a commander's fan. Then you might have to pay a little bit more, but I think there's something something there with Sam Howe. I, I like some Sam Howe. I, I'm a fan of Sam Howe. I think right now he'd be what uh, low end QB two in dynasties. Do you think maybe depending on where you are? I mean, I, I think we both like Sam Howe and what we saw. Like he he only had that. We have very like you couldn't get a smaller sample size that can't really you know. I mean, 189 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He had the rushing so yards. 
So let so let me say, so really, what's the what's what's the difference between like saying, hey, taking a chance that Geno Smith is going to have a repeat of what he did, or maybe Sam Howell actually being a decent quarterback? I mean, I feel like I'm like, of course, you're probably going to, but I think dynasty. It depends where you are. I was thinking about that yeah, today. I, I was blowing them on. I think Sam Howell could be just as good as Geno Smith at you know type of type of year. I was I was thinking today, like Sam Howell, the answer to the question is a butterfinger, by the way. Um, Sam Howell, I was thinking about Dynasty. For a lot of these guys, everybody's going to look at him different. If I am trying to contend this year, Geno Smith's on my team. If I'm trying to build, Sam Howell could have almost he, – he almost is like a Daniel Jones where – you, you're like, hmm, what do you got there? And then eventually he could pan out to be like Daniel Jones now. I'd love to have Daniel Jones on my team. I, I've got one but share and I don't. But honestly, don't you also have Daniel Jones and Geno Smith? Because you've got like six bad years and one good year. And you're like, ooh, what do I really got here in Geno Smith? I mean, I think Geno Smith's still pretty risky play. Yeah, I'll take um, – I don't know, man. Uh, Geno Smith has more – no, I don't know. The yeah. weapons are I mean the weapons I mean, are I'll take Sam Howell. Golly. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. So the answer to what I was saying is he's a butterfinger because we Reese Cups are Reese's are our number one seeds, and a butterfinger is like right below. It's peanut butter and chocolate. Something that I wouldn't mind crunching on a little bit. I think Sam Howell is gonna I'm trying to i I've got him in one place. Problem is the same place I got him, I have Russell Wilson, I have Josh Allen, and I have um Trey Lance. So he's just there for fun, but he has the potential to either be really good and turn in, you know, or but I don't I think for what you're gonna have and what you got him for, you're not gonna lose a lot and but I, I think we're both similar and I like Sam Hell. What would you trade for him? Uh, I mean, I think at this point if I'm setting it like a two four, you know, the two three. I mean, but I don't even know if you'd be able to get him at this. But depending on who, I mean, it still might be, still going to be tough to get him at this point. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be a starter. But I mean, okay. if I'm setting it like the one twelve, I might be. Hey, let me get that one twelve. I mean, I'll just, let me get Sam Howell. I know he's going to have a chance to start. Yeah, I mean, you look at him. Once you get past, it's funny. We all were excited, and you know, once you get past one seven, you're like, who do I want? It's like. Yeah. Our stuff in the air. See what sticks. Let's go to one of your, your favorite team with my first guy. For some reason, a lot of guys I wrote down were almost running backs. We're going to go over to the Bay Area. And the guy I, I want to know about is, what do you think about Eli Mitchell? What do I think about Eli Mitchell? I think he's in a tough position being behind Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's. I think he's stuck. I mean, I know you. I mean, you, of course, you're going to have him on your team, but I don't think you can start him at any point. So, if Christian McCaffrey goes down, then yeah, it looks great. I mean, you want a piece of the 49ers running backs, but it's it's tough. I mean, I don't know if I'm really too excited about him. Plus, he seems to get hurt a lot too his first couple of years. So that's also yeah. been a struggle. He gets hurt a lot. He had 14 for 51 in the playoff game to Dallas but then he was inactive for Philadelphia and it, it's interesting like I'm, I'm looking at him on teams if you have Christian McCaffrey you have to get Eli Mitchell correct yeah I mean you would probably like to have him but 
I mean, Chris McCaffrey looked pretty good. I mean, stayed pretty healthy last year, all things considered. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, like you said, it doesn't matter. You just want the 49ers running backs because they always seem to be injured. So, if you could get him, yeah, but it's going to be hard to give up, you know, because somebody else probably wants him too. So, yeah, I'm looking, I can get him for not too bad of a cost. So, oh, yeah. What what Easter cake? Is he fruity or is he chocolatey oh, or chocolate fruity? I mean, uh, yeah, probably a little fruity for me. I was thinking really... bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good bottle cap. I mean, they're okay. I mean, if he plays, not, not it's like it crunches that little bit. He plays. You got him in there. Um, if they deploy a two back system, which is possible because they do have two talent. He's, he's a talented runner when he plays, and maybe they're looking at McCaffrey and the investment, and they'll give Eli some of the some of the pounds. He could be he could get some of those um, some touchdowns and sneak on there. And I mean, he's going to be twenty five next month, um, but he could be an interesting player to keep an eye on if you're a McCaffrey owner. I'd probably see what you can do and get him, latch him in there. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm going to switch over to the NFC North and go with a wide receiver here. I'm going to go with KJ Osborne. I almost um, threw him down. <laughs> so this is this is his third year. First year didn't um didn't have any catches. Anything. Second year was okay. I think he had 50 catches. And then last year, as still being the third receiver last year, um, with Adam Thielen still there, um, he ended up with 90 targets. So he's close to that triple digit. Has 60 catches. For 600 yards, I think with Thielen gone now, um, him solidifying, I think that number two role, and I think you can, I mean, if he if he gets the touchdowns, I think he um, increases the yards and the catches. Uh, there's enough uh, yards there to go along with Justin Jefferson's to, to be a maybe a 20 to 30 type wide receiver, and uh, and I think he's definitely on the uptick here. I hope so. After letting him single-handedly cost me a championship run last year, that's why it still hurts to talk about him. Because all I needed, I, I really needed him to catch like two catches for thirty yards, and I'd have won a league. <sighs> KJ Osborne, yep, for me right now, he sets as a Hershey bar, straight up Hershey bar. He's right there. He, I, I like a good Hershey bar. And that's pretty good. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's a good Hershey bar. I like, good. I like KJ. He's on a high-powered offense. Um, the the only reason he's not he wouldn't be a Reese Cup is because Justin Jefferson he's a straight up Easter egg Reese Cup probably he's probably du those double stuffed ones just extra peanut butter you know the big oh, maybe he might even be the pounder the big pound Reese because he's that yeah, good old, but, like the big old Easter bunny Reese uh, yeah uh, I mean yeah obviously but I, but he has the potential because you got to have the chocolate on the outside I think if you take if some they're eventually they're going to shadow Justin Jefferson so much that somebody's got to get open. Thielen's not there. A lot of I've seen a lot of things where they take a receiver this year, and it will the will the kid kick in or will KJ step up? I mean, I like him. He's twenty five, so he's still not even really at his um receiver peaks at like twenty six, twenty seven generally. So he'll turn twenty six before the season starts. So I, I'll um, five eleven two three. I like the size. I like the when I've watched him play, he looks great to play. So. I think everything's pointing up as long as they don't decide to draft somebody or do something ridiculous to put in there. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, it just depends on how well Kirk Cousins plays. Yeah. I mean, when, when does Kirk Cousins fall off? So let's jump to the AFC South. And let's – so we're just – The AFC? I thought we How about the, the NFC South? I'm all over the place today. NFC South. And since he did leave – 
And I, I think it's in, I think it's more intriguing. I think he'll be a better candy for me than you. Adam Thielen in Carolina, mainly like Dynasty, he's he's this is the guy that made me think about it. If you're he's gonna get targets, who else are they gonna throw to on that team? No matter who the quarterback is, they've got to throw the ball. He's going to be the security blanket. They signed um, – who was their, who is the tight end they signed? Did they got um, – what's his name? I got to look it up, but I just lost it. Um, but he's going to be the security blanket for whichever rookie, probably Bryce Young now. And I think there's a, a good argument to say that he could be – a decent slot receiver this year. I think it's a tough argument to make, considering he was the number two receiver last year on a decently high-powered offense, and he completely fell off. I mean, he was not relevant, I feel, at all. And so now he goes to the Panthers that doesn't have an established quarterback that has nowhere near the established number one receiver on the other side and nowhere near an established run game. So where does that top corner go? I mean, he wasn't able to beat number two corners last year. So now he's expecting he's going to get a lot, maybe more number one corner. Because I don't think Terrence Marshall, I guess unless Terrence Marshall gets those number one corners. But, I mean, yeah, he, this is fruity all the way for me. This might be like a Jolly Rancher. This could be Jolly Rancher type. That's <laughs> just it. Uh, behind him, the closest competition he has is a injured DJ Chark, Terrence Marshall. Hey, did you know Roy Preston Williams plays for the Carolina Panthers? Right, I did not and, know that. And then a possible tight end sleeper, maybe to keep an eye on Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mean, maybe That's who they signed. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be seventy-five. Not excited, about, not excited about Adam Thielen. Yeah, I think for me, he'd probably be. He he wouldn't be chocolate yet. I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he's approaching. No. He, he's a pro. Like I like Adam Thielen this year. I'll have him uh, probably a ton higher than you. I just like the the opportunity. <laughs> you him. will have him a ton higher than me. I'll have him ranked. Gonna be on my list. I'll have him ranked. So I guess I guess that's gonna make him probably, you know, maybe a a, a handful of nerds right now. Yeah, I like man, some nerds. Man, shout out to Adam Thielen. You've been productive throughout your career. I never was a big great big fan, but yeah. Hey, I'm still shout out to you. You've been productive. I'm going to switch over to NFC West, go back to running back. This might sound kind of crazy, but I'm going to go Cam Akers. I had him written down. So, I mean, the beginning of the year last year was crazy. We didn't even know if he was going to be on the team. He wasn't playing. Then by the end of the year, I mean, he was getting top 10 running back performances. So I'm not sure where to stand here, but I do know this team – is in a bad way. They need a lot of um, a lot of players at a lot of different positions. And I can't say running back is going to be high on the list. They don't, they never have any draft picks. But I think they got like a lot of third rounders in that in that kind of area, which was, they could get several running backs in that area. But to start the season, I can see Cam Akers, you know, getting the work. And if he's producing, I mean, great for us. I mean, I don't think. You, have to pay a lot to get Cam Akers at this point. I mean, I've never gotten rid of him. I've still got him on a couple of teams originally. I still like him. But, if I mean, if he plays anywhere near he did towards the end of the season, I mean, I'm sure we might have something here. Yeah. Oh, Cam Akers is a Kit Kat bar for me. Uh, he's, he's pretty good. He's good. Like he, yeah, you like that? Uh, I love me some Kit Kats because – 
he's that thing you're sitting there like oh crunch and like ooh I, I kind of because he was letting down and everybody's going oh there's another one of those Achilles guys he's not going to do anything and then he was splitting a lot of carries and then I don't know how many like if my team had been competing that I had him on. I would have. I mean, my team was scoring more points than anybody in the league, partially due to Cam Akers just killing it. I mean, the last three games, he had 118, 123, 104 yards. It, that's ridiculous. And then he was—he had two, one, and three receptions. He's getting a couple receptions, nothing spectacular. But I mean, who's he going to be competing with? Uh, Kylan Williams? Like, yeah. I, I mean, think they'll I, draft. I think they will draft somebody. Draft but, like I said. Going into the season, I mean, he's, I think he's going to get all the work, and if he performs in the slightest. Two years oh, yeah. out. I mean, he's – I think he's – and because well, I was sitting there thinking today, like, I'm going to be drafting, like, Bijan, a couple of those running backs in that league. Do I see if I can move Cam? One of the guys that was listening, he was he was getting my draft strategy last week. We talked for a while. He's like, oh, now I know what you're drafting as we're trying to trade in that league. Um, but he was asking about him. I was like, I don't know if I can move him. I just uh, – it's us. I think it's our old school Florida State um, love too that keeps him in my right. keeps him in my heart a little bit, you know. So I'm, I'm going to go to the uh, AFC East. We'll go to your former favorite team, a guy who, right now, th- this time next month, it could be different because we never know what Jerry's going to say or Jerry's going to do. Like we thought they were set at receiver, and oh, why doesn't he just draft CD Lamb, which now looks brilliant. Back then, I, I thought it was the dumbest draft pick ever because they had so many needs. I was like, man, there are so many needs or, or were better players for what they needed, but Jerry got his man. And who's to say Jerry doesn't draft Bijan? That would be I've, – I've heard that. I've heard receiver. I'm like, really? So Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is he's, – he's a – the the um, dynasty community is in love with Tony Pollard right now. Zeke's gone for now. Tony Pollard had a thousand yard season, nine touchdowns, looked fast, quick, everything you want to run back. He's making a gajillion dollars this year on the franchise tag, but this could go up in smoke soon. So what do you think about Tony Pollard this year? Are you scared of Jerry getting too cute, or do you think he's? I gonna- mean, I think. I mean, I think you can trust Tony Pollard unless they get Bijan Robinson. I mean, if they get Bijan Robinson, then the fantasy community is not going to be in love with Tony Pollard anymore. It's only, a one year, <laughs> it's only a one-year deal of uh, $10 million. But if you draft Bijan, you're getting him on a rookie deal. So it's still not like you're paying a lot for it. He's going to draft a running back at some point. I mean, they all they got is Tony Pollard. And uh, I just lost it. Hey, it's fine. Whatever. Um, and that's all I got. So a running back's coming in. I mean, um, the defense is good. I, I feel like the, the only really piece they're missing maybe might be that workhorse running back. And Jerry likes what Jerry likes to do. You know, Jerry likes to do it. So, I mean, I like Tony Pollard as long as you say Bijan Robinson's not there. Somebody else gets drafted, you know, it's fine. So what would he be? Sugary? Chocolatey? I don't know. Right now, I mean, it could be chocolatey, but in a month, it could be sweet. I mean, I, so I don't know. If there, is there any candy that, like, chocolatey is, sweet? Is you like chocolate covered raisins? I mean, yeah, they're okay. I like a good chocolate covered raisin. I mean, well, maybe he's a chocolate covered raisin. Well, I like chocolate covered raisins. Yeah, I, I don't he, know. Is he a but, top yeah. order? Where was he fall? Say they stick where they are. They go with him, Malik Davis. They, that's who it was. They mm-hmm. they draft someone late or they sign. I mean, 
who knows? Maybe they throw Zeke back in on a cheap deal. I doubt that happens. But they sign someone late. Nothing's going to change. What? Um, where would you have him as of today? If you had to draft today, where would he be in your running back rankings? I think he would definitely be top fifteen. I think he definitely, maybe even a little higher than that. Maybe even jump probably in the top up to that top ten. Maybe if he is the number one guy because they're going to run the ball and he looked good. But we all seen it before. Somebody. The RB2 always looks good until they get put in that RB1 role and they lose their efficiency. They don't become as efficient because they're getting so many more opportunities. So I think we need the expectations to bring them down a little bit because I don't think he's going to be as efficient as he has been. Um, but it's still going to be a good running back if he is the RB1. Yeah, I mean, I'd have him top 10 easily without a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go. Um, One more NFC guy for South. each of us. What's that? One more guy for each of us. Okay. I'm going to go NFC South and I'm, and I'm going to bring him up again because I still think there is something there. And that's Kyle, that's Kyle Pitts. Still haven't given up on this guy, right? They've been his third year. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like people have given up on him, but. Last year was bad. I mean, but it was kind of bad for the whole offensive, you know, receiving core in general. And I think they get a little better. He's definitely going to be like that number two option. Hopefully, like Drake London is that number one. That's what I'm really hoping for. I'm hoping Drake London turns into that guy. But I mean, Drake London could also be in on this more of like these two guys. Um, I want a lot of chocolate here. Because I mean, I'm, I got, I think I got a lot invested in these two guys, so I'm still rooting for a lot of chocolate. But I think it can't be that bad, can it? I don't. You, you know, the guy I wrote down that I was thinking about that team was um, Mac Collins. And will like Mac Collins isn't going to be a stellar guy, but will he be enough? Because he's a he's shown burst the last couple of years to take some of that pressure off. That there's more than just Drake London. Because if it's just Drake London, then you can double put a linebacker. You know they can double team Pitts, double team London, let the other person run around and do whatever. But if Mac Collins shows like he's play, he played decent for the Finns every now and then, he played decent for the Raiders last year. That that could affect Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts, I don't think he's that bad, but I really think that. <laughs> This time next year, we're either going to say, man, I wish I'd have sold Kyle Pitts, or okay, Kyle Pitts is the future. Like, I, I think it's this, yeah. this put up or shut up this year. It's definitely make or break. I mean, definitely got to show us something. I mean, it needs to be a more in line with his rookie season, but he needs to score touch. That's the thing. He's not getting touchdowns. I think if he could get more than one touch, or well, I think he had two touchdowns last year. He had two last but, year. Yeah, I mean, it just that's the crazy part. I think the touchdowns need to come up. All right, who's your last guy? Right, my last guy, since the last division we have that we haven't done two guys from, is the NFC North. I'm going to go with my favorite other team, probably, the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to go with their RB1. Who would – who? And, and the cool thing, everybody, we, we each other don't know what the guys. We're just throwing guys out. I think I, I had this guy on my list, too. David – Montgomery. Yeah, I was going to bring him up. This this backfield in my brain is a hot mess. 
because we've both had Swift high, we've had Swift low, we've had Swift high, we've had Swift low. We don't know what to think of Swift. Jamal Williams balled out last year. Like, I'm I'm hearing the hype on Jamal Williams. He might be a guy if you want to grab someone. He was on my list as well to pick up because Kamara might get suspended this year, and Jamal Williams could play that Ingram role in there. But now they bring in Montgomery, who we've talked about. You you think's better than Jamal Williams? Um, he's going to be on a team that's going to be. I think the Lions are a decent squad based upon last year, even if they build on that. and But putting him and Swift in there, will they take too much from each other that they're only worth one running back? Or is there enough to feed both of them? Or does he eat more than Swift? That's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I go back and forth on this because I still like DeAndre Swift. still think the talent is there. Um, but I still think he's more of that receiving threat. David Montgomery, bring David Montgomery in to, to run between it. That's just like every other team in the NFL. I don't think either one of these guys is a workhorse running back at this point. But unless – I mean, I like David Montgomery, and you know they're going to run the ball a lot. But David Montgomery is going to have to get those, you know, that 12 to 15 touchdown range to be relevant. And I think DeAndre Swift is going to have to get 50 to 60 catches you know, to be well, I think that's the kind of split that it's going to have to be. It's going to be tough for both of these guys, you know, to have that kind of season. But I think that's, and I think it's, and I think it's the way it's going to work. But I mean, I like David Montgomery um, if he's getting all those touchdowns, which is tough. So think of this stat line 262 rushes, 1,066 yards, 17 touchdowns. Man, that's crazy. That was Jamal Williams last year. Yeah. Where does, Montgomery fall within that if he takes the Jamal Williams role. More I think yards. He can fall right in line with that. I mean, I think I think the the carries could be there, the yards could be there. The yards, I think the yards could be a little better. because I, I think Jamal Williams is still more of a plogger type. I mean, like, you know, he's not gonna break off a big play. I think David Montgomery can break off a, a bigger play than Jamal Williams. Um I think the yards could be a little more, but I still probably the touchdowns probably come down a little bit, a lot yeah. probably. I don't think anybody's going to get that. He's going to be in my bag of M&Ms. I love me some M&Ms. I love me some Detroit Lions, and I think they're going to get some points. Regular M&Ms. Oh, still. I, I mean, you want to go that M&M, high? M&M is like top of the like top of It's the right below the Reese there for me. I mean, I like, I like it, but like I said, it's going, it's going to have to come down to touchdowns. That's what's baby Ruth. Be. I like it. Yeah, I could go with a baby Ruth. Yeah, I, I could, could come down to a baby Ruth. Like baby Ruth is fine. I like that. So yeah, I think it's there's some some decent guys there. We got tons more. We'll talk about in the offseason. next week. We're going to throw out some AFC guys to surprise each other. See what we think where they could fall, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, JJ Wang, give us some some wisdom as we go off into sunset. It's not really wisdom. I just have a question. I know you're a baseball fan. What's your thoughts on the new baseball rules? Uh, have you enjoyed? Have you enjoyed it, or a little bit getting used to? What's your? Uh, the, I think that it had to happen because games were so long. It hasn't. I've only really seen one player because I only watch Guardians games because there's just too many players, too many teams, and my Guardians are pooping the bed. That we've just fell to five and five. It's ridiculous, um, but. There's been a lot of games left, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But just watching how strongly we're, it's, it's just, baseball is so emotionally roller coaster. I've only seen one guy really thrown off, and it was in the first game, one of our relievers. So the, it, it, 
it it hasn't seemed to affect a lot of guys that I've watched personally, and I like the, I like that speeds it up. I hate watching. I used to watch one guy who would always every time have to adjust his gloves thirteen times before grabbing the bat. It's like get up, hit the stupid ball. I don't need this. Yeah, step out of the stepping out of the batter's box three times. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to watch, man. It was really hard to watch. So the pitch clock, I've enjoyed that. I'm I'm in. I don't know what I thought about that when they changed the shift. That I thought. Well, if somebody's going to put a shift there, if you're making millions of dollars, hit it the other way. You, if you're so good, don't hit it to the guy right there. Like, then you must not be the best player. Like, basketball players can shoot from – the really good shooters can shoot no matter where you put them. They're the, – you know, the shooters. If you're a hitter, you should be able to lay the ball left field, right field, center field. You know, there's more – there's more to it than that. But it's just amazing how, like, the shift totally stopped people. Like, But what if you're not – what if – you're not a, you're not on the team because you're a great hitter. You're on the team because you know you're a great defender. But you can only hit the ball. That's, that side. The, that's like the catchers. You know? <laughs> yeah. Most other guys, yeah. you got to have some sort of catchers and start stops. Those yeah, guys, the shift is, the shift is crazy when they put it over there. I mean, yeah. it is insane. Like you just can't bunt it to that side of the field, dude. I mean, I've seen I've seen it got bunt to the third base line. It just trickles all the way into, yeah, into left field. It's beautiful. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I, I just like wanted it. to get your thoughts on that. I think this, the game is a little more interesting. I can actually sit down and watch more than. You know, two or three batters, batters now, and then you get to the end of the game. But yeah, as always, uh, trust yourself and uh, trust the process.